0: Okay, hello, Margaret. It's uh, wonderful to have you as part of the podcast today, and I will um, ask you to introduce yourself and say just a little bit about uh, your, you know, your approximate age, where you were born and raised, and then go on to talk about some of the family memories you have around food and dining and eating and just that kind of topic. So you go ahead.
1: Okay, good. Thanks, Janet. I'm Margaret Kildall Burmeister, and I am 65. Hard to say that, but I'm 65. And I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Proud to say I'm a a Brooklynite. Uh, Lived in Brooklyn until I was in about middle school. And then at that point, my family moved to scarsdale new york in westchester county which is north of new york city a nice suburb of new york city and i lived there until i went to college and uh, then i went away to college to syracuse university and um so that's my upbringing um i have lived in new york pretty much since then and um now I'm living in Rhode Island, but that's another story. So, um, so that's my background. I'm I'm one of five. I'm the oldest daughter of five, three uh, three girls and two boys. And um, I preparing for this. I started thinking about my grandparents, the Peterson grandparents, and those are the parent. Those are the grandparents that I have the most vivid childhood memories of. I should say I was named after my mother's mother, my maternal grandmother named Margaret. Um, And unfortunately I, you know, never met her, didn't get to know her, don't really know much about her because she died when my mom was a, a very young woman. So that's, that's a regret. But having said that, um, the P, uh, Grandpa Peterson, Oren, married again. And the grandmother that I remember is my mom's stepmother, Jeanette. So I remember the house in Mabel. I, I have, I'm a visual artist, so I remember things visually. And I remember that house very well. I think it was a yellow and green house. I believe it was yellow with a dark green trim, a wooden house. Um, I remember the interior layout of the house very well. I remember the kitchen. I remember the bathroom was off the kitchen and there was a master bedroom off of the kitchen. Living room, I'm pretty certain there was a second bedroom. It was a one-story house. And then there was a front porch, an enclosed porch. Um, Pretty much everything happened in the kitchen, as I recall. Um, And I remember that the kitchen table was, I want to say, red or pinkish with chrome trim. You know, a a kitchen set that would be very valuable today. Like, I want to say, like, a Bakelite or a Formica table. Um, and, and I remember that table so well, uh, and the chairs and the Chrome. I remember where grandpa Orrin sat, he sat with his back to the bathroom facing the front door. Um, so I remember that visually, I remember, um, grandma Jeanette, who was pretty, pretty stern woman. She was a big woman. She had a big body and she had kind of a small head, as I remember, um, but she she was no nonsense. She was very no nonsense, but I'm, I'm sure loving, but maybe she just couldn't express it so well. That's my thinking as an adult. Um, I do remember as an adult when Bill and I had made a road trip to go to Mabel and for him to meet that part of the family for the first time we had been driving and driving and we arrived and she opened the door and she said, you're late, but you're here. So that (laughs) pretty much (laughs) summed up grandma Jeanette. Um, so enough of that. So back to the kitchen. Um, I think I remember what it smelled like too. It kind of smelled, not not a, in a negative way, but it kind of smelled like an older person's house. Not anything that I can pinpoint, but I, I can remember that. Um, I remember that that was the first time I was ever offered a bean sandwich on white bread. And that was a novelty, something totally, totally that I had never had before um and i do remember um i remember opening the refrigerator and there being a tall pepsi cola and it was like from that age it was like tall and thin and it was a a pepsi cola bottle and it was very exciting because we didn't have a we didn't drink soda growing up so that was exciting so I guess I'm being kind of stream of consciousness here, but, but those are some of the things that I remember quite vividly. I remember going to town, which was, was an exciting thing to go to main street and Mabel. I remember going to the pie place. I remember my dad loving more than anything, going and having morning pie with grandpa Orrin and That was just a very normal thing to just go and have coffee and pie at nine o'clock in the morning. So, um, I remember that, um, grandpa was also a man of few words, but I think he was a little bit warmer. Um, I also remember riding in the truck with him to go to the farm. And I don't know how many miles it was from Mabel to the farm to hesper not to Hesper, but to the farm but you know we'd be driving along this two-lane road and he would probably see someone coming passing in front of him another farmer that he'd probably known for 50 60 years and he would just lift up one finger from the steering wheel and that was the big hello that was the big greeting um so that, that's, that's my memory of them. I don't remember eating a lot of, I, I should say that the food wasn't memorable. You know, it wasn't anything that sticks out in my head. Um, but it, it was cozy and it was, um, it, it, was a, it was a really nice house and it was a really comfortable house as I recall. So those are my memories of Mabel briefly. Um, In in terms of food, I I wasn't very close to my dad's mother. Uh, My father's father died when he was in college or a little bit earlier. So I never had a grandfather on my dad's side. And because we lived in New York and my grandma Kildall lived in Northfield, Minnesota, we would sometimes have a road trip to see her but she didn't come to see us very much and i don't remember spending a lot of time with her she was also a lot older um she had my dad she had tried for a long time to have children and then she adopted her first they adopted their first child and then eventually had my dad so by the time she was the mother to my dad, she was quite elderly or quite old as a mother. So as a result, she was an older grandmother and she always seemed old to me. Um, her, she had an old person's house as well. I remember. Um, and I, I don't remember any cooking or, um, traditional foods through her, but, but the traditional foods, or the Christmassy type foods I remember are from my mother. My mother was a really good cook. Um, she spent a lot of time feeding seven people, which I can't imagine. Am- and every night it would be a full dinner, you know, protein, carbohydrates, vegetables, you know, and probably dessert. Cause my dad was a huge dessert person <clears throat> so that, I mean, the work must have been just horrible, just in terms of getting food on the table every night. But she really cooked a big dinner. And then I remember as she got older, I think she started to enjoy cooking. And I think she started to experiment. And I think she started cooking uh, in a more interesting way and in a more adventurous way. They enjoyed having people for dinner. They enjoyed having friends over. And my mom could really turn out a nice dinner party. She really could with some really interesting and good food. And um, I think I learned a lot from that. Um, She had kind of a flair for cooking that way. Um, She was the one that would bake at Christmas time. And she would make krumkaga with the old cast iron, uh, iron, iron, uh, krumkaga iron. And she would make rosettes. And she would make kringla. And lots and lots of other um, Norwegian specialties. She also made lefse. And Mm -hmm. my father loved lefse. He just was crazy about it. Um you know, the more butter the better, and um he was just he was a happy guy when he had his sweets, you know um so I remember those traditions from my mom, um which is a is a wonderful memory. I am not a baker, uh, so i I have to admit I don't have not carried on those traditions so well because it's just not. I like to cook, but I, I'm not really a baker, like cousin Mary is, for example. I know she's a big baker. Um, so that it was a great childhood having those traditions, and you know, not having parents, it's it's a tough thing to think that those things are probably well, unless we make a real effort to do them. Uh, i don 't know who's going to carry the mantle mm-hmm. in terms of cooking those traditional foods, so what else can I tell you janet i don't
0: that's that is so wonderful. I love the memories and um, do do you remember any of the artwork? I know it's crazy, but because you are visual because you're an artist. I What I remember at grandma's in Mabel, since um, I never went to the Northfield, your Northfield grandma's house, even though I was in Northfield several times, but I remember she sewed, and this is not related to food necessarily, but she loved to cross stitch and embroidered pillows and embroidered artwork, and I think she had framed embroideries on the wall at her house in Mabel.
1: I do remember those a bit. Yeah, I do. Right. And And I I remember she loved Jay Leno. She would stay up and watch The Tonight Show. Um, And well, it was probably started with Johnny Carson, but she loved The Tonight Show and she didn't miss it. Um, So that was a treat when I was staying with her as a young child to get to see that late night TV. So, and, and it was cute because I, I, she would really chuckle and it was nice to hear because you didn't hear her chuckle too much. Um, And so I remember that, but yeah, I guess now that you mention it, I do remember um, the, the sort of framed needlework on the wall or some pillows and things like that. I don't remember Artwork per se, really. Um, it's it's more the colors and um, the way the place felt is what mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. So. Great. Yeah. So,
0: if you would like to talk then a little more about what you what your mom may have told you about your her mother Margaret, whom you never met. Did your mom ever share any memories of her mother with you, given that you were named after her mother?
1: You know, honestly, um, this is gonna sound a little, not to be too depressing, but I think that my mother really struggled um, with not having a mother her whole life. So I think it was painful for her to talk about her mother um, she she didn't share to me about her mother. I mean, I was always very honored to have the name, but I do remember my mother talking more about her childhood and how she went to live with her grandparents in town after, shortly after her mother died because I just don't think that Grandpa Orrin was able to handle it. I think it having two daughters was besides most likely given the grief of losing a young wife and and not being able to really handle raising two young daughters it was too much for him. So I think my mother's life changed dramatically obviously when her mother died but then when she went to live with her grandparents too. So and and I think that Also, getting off the farm and moving into town was a real positive for her. I think it was a a happier, fuller life and not so hard, you know, uh, living in town. So that's what I remember about my mom and the grandmother that I didn't know. I don't remember um, anything specific that she told me about her mom. I honestly don't. And I wish I did. Mm. I wish we had talked more about it. Um, Mm. But we, I heard my mom talk a lot, like I said, about her childhood and how pretty traumatic it was. And she was, she felt out of sorts. She, she it was awkward and difficult for her. That's Mm. what I remember. So as I can only imagine.
0: Uh, indeed. I've heard stories uh, also from my mom and others about the grandparents that they went to live with, because my mother yep. and your mother as sisters went into town while their mother was sick with cancer and dying at the farm. They went into town and lived with um, Ivor and Evelina hubneros in a big in a big house and he was the local (laughs) Lutheran minister and she Mm -hmm. was big in the Ladies Aid Society and did you know what the minister's wife would do right Uh, so that's where the girls lived when they went to school and I don't know if they were I wondered if that's where my mom perhaps learned to cook instead of from her mother maybe from her grandmother but they might have been fairly busy, and I'm not sure about that. I never heard one way or the other.
1: That makes sense. Um, but, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, how how do you learn to make, like, a, a, a roast beef or a whole Sunday dinner and, and all that stuff? You know, it's just she had to have learned it from her grandmother or from the women in town or something maybe it was part of that church uh, social life where you know dinners and potlucks and things like that were so part of daily life but when I think about my children I mean I don't know if my daughter could make a I, I guess she would just open up the internet and and you know, Google the recipes and stuff. But, but, but my kids, you know, they they order these meal kits and things like that. And I'm getting off on a tangent, but, but I mean, it's so it's so different than than how I would cook. I mean, it's you know, going and buying the food at the grocery store and all that other stuff. They just miss that whole step and get those boxes delivered, which were a complete meal. So. Um, I guess my mom would have had to have learned to cook, like you said, from her grandmother, but she was able to do it. She was able to do all those very traditional big meals and, uh, and also, you know, do it on a shoestring too. I mean, she, she was very thrifty. I know that there was not a lot of extra money when I was growing up and, um, um, I remember I remember my second cousin Pam Kildall telling the story she was visiting um, she's older than I am but um, she would she loved my parents and and she loved coming to New York and visiting my parents and my mom picked her up at the airport and the first thing she said was we're stopping at the grocery store on the way home. Chicken legs are twenty nine cents a pound and I have two coupons. Here's your coupon. We're both going. So she was gonna she was gonna she was gonna store up on this the um the chicken that was on sale. So first things first. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was very thrifty. She was definitely thrifty, my mom. So
0: once a Norwegian, always a Norwegian, right? I guess so, yeah. Practical. Well, Margaret, let me ask you one last question, and that would be, have you learned what, if anything, have you learned about your family by participating in this interview with me today?
1: Um, I did, it, It's It's a good thing, just to sort of just let yourself go back to those thoughts and and you know you often don't you know you're just going full steam ahead with life and it but it's a good thing to to really think back to some of those things and it's interesting to hear other people's reminiscence of the same people and the same time period you know as i'm sure as you feel as one of many children your perceptions are way different than some of your siblings perceptions, you know, Um, you know, being the older sister, I think I got a lot of privileges that my younger sisters didn't get, you know, just by virtue of being the older one. And uh, um, I, I, that has nothing to do with anything except that I think that everybody probably, like I said, has their own view of things. So, so good for you for doing this. That's great.
0: Thank you and thank you for doing it.
1: That's yeah, even I see better. Don't know. Offered anything that is helpful, but those are my memories, I think.
0: Thank you, Margaret. It was
1: awesome. Sure.